This is DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Christian Marshall Fulgen, what's up, guys? What's hey, up? Hey, DJ. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm good. <sighs> Shit, dude, I haven't seen you. It's been... I don't think I've seen you since we last fought on that same card in, like, 2018. Yeah, I'd be, what, two years ago? Three? Three? Years ago? Three? Yeah, Almost. No, Shit. Yeah. I thought yeah. 2020 was paused for a while. So it was, dude. I don't think it counted. Nobody aged. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's been a long time. I've, I've been back. I think I saw you out one time. I didn't get a chance. Uh, I think it was, like, it was kind of raining outside. We were over at Bozier, and I saw you. And I was like, man, I want to go get talked to you. I think I was by, but I didn't get a chance to talk to you. But, yeah, yeah it's been a while. I don't get up here a lot. I, know, I, dude. I have three little ones, so it's, it's hard. <laughs> Family it's, man now. Oh. It's been a while, dude. So we all met each other probably, damn, it's almost been like 10 years ago. Yeah, I feel like yeah, almost been, that long. Yeah. Maybe maybe that long. Yeah, yeah maybe longer. Shit is longer, right? Yeah, it's been longer. Oh, yeah, like 09, oh, oh, right? right? Yeah, it's longer yeah. than that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I wanted to know, so Christian, you've been a pro MMA fighter, and you're you know still in the game, and you're helping train fighters now. And then Marshall, you have a, a martial arts gym, and yes, you sir. do that full time. Is this something you guys did? Early on, or it's just something you got into later in life. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, for me, I watched him. Uh, it was just never—I don't know—I was so nervous to do martial arts, but he was doing them. He's—he's much, much older than me. He's like seven years older. Than me. <laughs> <laughs> six years. Here six it goes already. Six years and some change. But I always watched him. But wrestling was the sport that I got into. That okay. was kind of the closest to. I played football. I mean, we played baseball, but uh, wrestling kind of stood out. I got into that really big in high school. Uh, but man, I didn't start boxing until I was 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was a little later too. At, uh, but he started what 1970 something? Yeah, 19, <laughs> 1988 to be exact, bro. Yeah. No, see where we lived. We lived in the well back then it was the sticks. Now it's known as Benton. Uh, but there was nothing to do. I mean, you couldn't just you know ride your bike up the street. You know, I don't play game football. Play. So I lived out there. Yeah. So. When I finally uh, found something I'd like to do in 88, which was martial arts, which was which just, um, at the time we called it karate, but it was really taekwondo, you were younger. I was 11, so that would have put you at four. And then I just continued to train, and he would come in and watch, and then you did the football, basketball thing, baseball thing, soccer thing, ballet for a while. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I mean, I it, it, it kind of went, it kind of went back and forth. But, but after a while, when you got into wrestling in your what sophomore year, yeah. because at the time I was in school, Benton didn't have a wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. team. So, you come around, you got wrestling. We, we had, we had kind of been wrestling, kind of a little bit in there somewhere, doing some kind of backyard jujitsu well, stuff. Well, jujitsu was one of those martial arts that. I feel like now, looking back, there's a lot of guys that were full of it. Yeah. Uh, that said they had belts and yeah, they were yeah. in Japanese jiu-jitsu. And then you would train with these guys and you're like, but you didn't know any better then. You know? Yeah. Now, looking back, Shreveport Bozier just didn't have that. Now, they have that now. Yeah. There are some guys here that are very legit that I've trained with. Yeah. But when you're talking about, like, coming up, when I was yeah. 13, we, we had a couple of guys that were very, very white belt. They taught us ju- a little bit of jiu-jitsu. <laughs> and this was in the 90s. Nobody... New Jiu Jitsu in the 90s. So, I mean, we were, that was when the UFC was coming in. Yeah, 93 yeah. was his senior year of high school. Yeah. I remember we, we didn't get it until it was on Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. The tape, it came out in 94, and we got to watch it. And then we watched it over and over and over. We burnt that tape up, man. Yeah. <laughs> From then on out, I'm like, man, I want to do something like that. You know, like you looked at things like that. So we always looked out for, you know, to try to find Jiu Jitsu, but it took a yeah. little while for Shreveport. Taekwondo was really what you either boxed. Well, you did karate or taekwondo. Yeah. They didn't really have well, I mean, even other, well, other forms of you know competition as far as those right. I guess tough man contests. That's right. I mean, even twenty what it was like twenty ten or two thousand nine, we were training together 
shit, there was no one doing jujitsu. Hardly you and uh, Bowtie yeah. and them. That was it, yeah. I think. I, I came in. I was teaching jujitsu, and I look back, and it's like I was a blue belt. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're a blue belt teach, teaching jujitsu, but I remember driving to Lafayette in 2004. Uh, to Michael Lopez's place where, where Tim's new gym that he moved to is now it's a huge facility uh, they call it Gladiators HQ uh, Michael Lopez was there he was a purple belt and I was like the only dude within a five hour distance that we could get to yeah, you know right. I was being excited like you're going to learn from this guy but yeah we, we I felt like Shreveport Bozier was kind of behind the times a little bit on that now we, we had the box and there was a lot of guys here that yeah. that had a lot of good boxing uh, and there were a lot of stand-up martial arts, but mm-hmm. you know, I think Dukas, John Dukas, was in jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. at that time. I remember that was the only guy there. Yeah, our jiu-jitsu, like you said, in the, in the 90s when we, when we first came into the game, our jiu-jitsu was you, you watch something on TV, and then you grabbed your buddy, and you went, okay, does this choke you? Yeah, <laughs> you know, And if he couldn't answer you, then, then you knew it was choking him. So, yeah, it was crazy, bro. Yeah, I mean. But, yeah, it would have to have been in 2010 because I moved down. I was on a skid, and we moved – up to Bozier, yeah, and we did the cage, yeah, the MTV so, cage stuff, yeah. So that mm-hmm. had to have been in two thousand, right around late, late two thousand nine, two thousand ten, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, it's been a while because that was a that was when they shot the pilot. And I remember being up there, and I, I had to working with Donnie was there at the time. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of the guys over Kendrick who's still in the game mm-hmm. too. Danger, danger, everybody. Chanel, Tony Kelly, oh, who's yeah, exactly. having a, a a pretty successful run right yeah. now into it. Uh, we always thought he had the talent. I mean, it was just, it was just a ways before he made it. But man, when he got on, he's he's definitely impressed. Yeah, a lot of talent came out of that gym, you know. Yeah, for sure. Really so, did it. Well, sure. it's funny because you you guys started, or was it, was it just you, or were you helping? I can't remember. No, we, teaching, we both started yeah, teaching we, uh, taekwondo in the back. I did of that gym. So that was that was how that was how Benton Martial Arts got started. Yeah. Was it was you had the, you had the pro fighters out there. And they were working out and all that, and you said, "Look, we've got a we got a place in the back. Um, it's a little rough around the edges." And I said, "Okay." And I walked in the back, and I was looking around, and it was it was uh, like first part of June. That's not too hot back here. And then it <laughs> got hot, and we actually had some kids stick around, dude. But I'm telling you what, that was a a very unique time because there was a lot of talent in that gym, a lot of talent, and a lot of things that come out from that for sure. Yeah, it's um it's been interesting because like. You actually trained me my first fight camp, yeah. my first legit MMA fight camp. You know, I'd done some boxing matches, but um, Donnie had to go away for a while, and you took the gym over, and it's just been crazy to see what everyone's done since then. You know? Yes. Well, I feel like in fights and even like the just the sport itself, things move really fast. It's yeah. like it, it goes quick. You see guys here, then they're here. I mean, I'm in South Louisiana, all own stuff now. It's yeah. uh, it's a little bit more laid back. I have kids, but. Uh, kids classes and programs that we run but we also have like 40 something fighters that are on our roster between the four gladiators and it's uh it's definitely one of those things that just moves fast like our dates are we're april 23rd we're may 8th in biloxi we're may 15th back in biloxi we're may 28th we're for aka baton rouge and then we're may 29th we have smokers for all of our young guys i've been seeing that yeah and the we, kickboxing uh, stuff on weekends and so shit. everything to me just moves feels like it's moving it moves fast so when you look back 10 years it's a walk it's a long time in this game to be be around some of these guys you know it's, see, see what they have accomplished like danger being the little goofy kid which i like to make fun of him all the time i talked to him on the way up here i told him i was gonna do a do a podcast and he said that you know i wouldn't listen to me so <laughs> I feel like I could take shots at him, but, <laughs> but he's coming up here. He's a commentator for AKA now, and he's a commentator, and he's fighting the UFC. He's top 10 in the world at 125. You see guys like Tony, and if you go back and look at the show, they look like little runts. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Little, 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 little babies, you know? 
but they were very dangerous little individuals at the time. The danger doesn't age at all, though. No, well, he still looks for sure <laughs> very, very debonair. He very does, yeah, because he. I mean, we, dude, we, we started then probably. I had no experience. I just walked in that gym just because I thought it looked cool. Yeah. And those guys that had those guys get started. Yeah, that's how that's we how got started. started. started for sure. The Andrea was like two weeks behind me. Yeah. You know, and now yeah. she's at the elite level in the UFC. It's just crazy to see all this evolve. And I was like always half-ass in it, but I, I still like to be involved in it. Oh yeah. My thing was uh, the stand-up thing was something I preferred more than the ground thing. For sure. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of us at that gym, that's what we. That was our bread and butter for a long time. I know Donnie very well, yeah. so uh, I would say to him, you know, although there was, you know, issues of consistency, he had to go away for a little while and stuff like that. Uh, you know, he always had a really, really good pedigree in, in his stand-up. His yeah. boxing, his kickboxing was was world class, and you know, people move on from other things. They don't work with people as much anymore. He's maybe not even coaching as, as much anymore. But I mean, he was good. There is a reason why I wanted to be around him. I felt like he could he could train guys at a very, very high level. Uh, in kickboxing and, and in for the boxing. Uh, you know, different dude, man, but he was very, very, very talented. I remember watching him when I was 13 years old and thinking, good Lord, this dude's a, a, a machine, you know, like the way he used to be. So they had a lot of guys, and, and you know, he, he kind of let in that. You look at Andrew's style, it's a lot It's a lot of Donnie in there. You yeah, it really is. Matt Schnell, like I worked a lot of uh, pads and stuff with him, but he's still got a lot of that in him too. Tony, for sure, Tony was with Tony was on it from day one. I think he was couch shit when he was younger. Yeah. You know? So, like, I mean, he, he spent a lot of time at work. Kendrick, you see, he's still fighting. Uh, you know, he spent a lot of time yeah. with him, too. So, he did have a he did have a good, very good stand-up pedigree. Yeah. And it, it led us to a lot of guys that, that, you know, went pretty far. Yeah, I think that, um, I think it's funny to see all that, like, <clears throat> what it's what it's become. And, and still, it's just cool to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. But, um... Sure. We lost a lot of good people along the way, too. You know, there's a lot of people there that I wish I would have seen move forward that just kind of got their head into something else and went a different direction. Well, the, the MTV shows, the one, you, you think, yeah. like, you know, I look yeah. back and it, it was a weird thing for me because I was just trying to coach a bunch of guys. I always liked coaching. Even when I was fighting, I liked coaching. Uh, but, yeah, you see those guys now, it was all about fighting, but they've all moved on. Yeah. You know, like, and I, still, I still see John, uh, John Wesley. I still see Wesley Branch yeah. uh, I, 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 on Facebook and stuff. Every time I see him, I think I saw him at a fight not too long back, and I shook his hand. Hadn't seen him in a long time, neither. Uh, no. But, you know, we lost Jeremy. You know, Jeremy Moore that was dude, on. Dude, and I know Jeremy was. one of the guys that was in the gym. Was he was dude, a tough guy. Jeremy was. Fight. Yeah. He, yeah, I, I like I liked it. He had, a, he had a great personality to him. He was definitely a guy you wanted on your team. Yeah. You know? Sure. Well, he always told it like it is. It yeah, was. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is what it is, sure. and this is how, you know, this but is how. I miss it. guys like that. You know, yeah. like, we, we, you know, we lost him or whatever. That was a. But I remember him being at the gym all the time. He was always kind of one of those rock. He gets you pumped up kind of guys. Oh yeah, he hyped everybody, bro. Yeah, I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked him. I, about the funniest thing, the best story I remember about him. What were really a story? Just like tidbit of you know, at the end of training one day, he was leaving because he we were he and I both were in the oil and gas in the oil field, mm -hmm. and so we I trained a week and I wouldn't be there for two weeks or whatever, and he'd be the same way. And um, he was leaving one day because he had to leave to go off hitch, and I was getting off work coming in, and he's like. I don't remember who it was, but someone was in there. He had been sparring. He's like, 
dude, that dude's fucking beating up on this other dude. And I don't have time to get in there and whoop his ass. Get in there and fucking whoop his ass real quick. And, you know, put him in his place because he's up in, you know what I mean? I don't remember who it was. It was so long ago. Yeah, the police, that, that happens in gyms all the time. Dude, it it's does happen. The There's universal course. language of martial arts. Yeah. That's what I learned out of that gym as well was just because you're around a bunch of guys that are fighting, it's the same rules. Uh, you're going to have that guy that kind of comes in and helps dictate. You're going to need the hammer. Yeah. Every gym's got a hammer. And I think that gym had four or five hammers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of hammers, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of hammers in there. <laughs> and uh, you definitely do want to be the nail. But, um, you, you know, to that point of martial arts is a is a long journey of attrition. Yeah. And it's supposed to be that way. And yeah. and that's the thing, man. You remember a lot of people through through the years. Like my one of my favorite Donnie stories was Donnie was getting ready for a fight. And he called me one day and he said, hey, I need somebody your weight to spar and i said sure and i had a little club i had a little club out in hot and i said sure absolutely and so he walks in man and and uh and and that's the first time in my life where i'd ever been in a sparring situation with a world-class boxer yeah and i knew right away i tell this story to this day to my students that if you think you're a kicker and you're going to walk in and show a boxer how it's how it's done you're insane you need to learn how to throw these hands like you throw those feet. Yeah. And uh, that let me know right away that, that I love more. That's why I love martial arts. Yeah. Because in that gym and that in those days, you could see what clearly worked. I could walk in and see what clearly worked mm-hmm. right away. And uh, I could see where the, where the fake had to leave the door. You know, at the door, you had to leave the fake at the door. And that's what more, that's the, that was the issue to me and still is with martial arts. There's a lot of fake out there. So... It's just nice to be around a bunch of. It was nice to be around, you know, a bunch of guys. That I think those gyms kind of create that though because they're not. You see jujitsu gyms, which Karate Mafia. I don't know if it's still going or not. No, uh, I, Karate Mafia w- was not a jujitsu gym. Right. So if you see gyms that aren't belt driven, and that doesn't mean a bad thing. That doesn't mean a bad thing. I, I take a, a a lot of pride in having a black belt Brazilian jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I feel like I earned it. I learned a long time taking ass weapons to get that thing, but. It wasn't belt driven, so everybody looked alike. You had tat guys, tattoos. You had nerds yeah. in there. Yeah. You had, yeah. <laughs> but nobody really knew what anybody had. So I felt like it was a proving thing a lot of times. It, I, it made training hardcore at yes. times, but I think it breeds a lot of tough individuals. You know, and like uh, I mean, I I take nothing away from belts, but I feel like gyms like that they they do that. Coming from gladiators, like when I when I got there and I talked to Donnie, we we're gonna go in in half and karate mafia. I did. I, I liked what we had at Gladiators, the old school mm-hmm. Gladiators, because you know you guys like Dustin Poirier, who, yeah. who just beat me up Tuesday. So it's fun to train, <laughs> start training back with him yeah. a little bit. But guys like Tim Crater, Kyle Bradley would come through there. Guys like Sean Jordan. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of guys back then that rotated and then go to North Louisiana to see that they had guys that were like ready to do that too. You knew this MMA thing was really growing here, mm-hmm. you know. And like it's caught up. Like Wayne's done a great job. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're rivals or not, but Brent Mason and uh, and Chad, Lionel, Chad, they're, they're together. Uh, I don't I don't know if they're rivals, or, but they're both good jujitsu practitioners. Yeah. They're both good gyms. They're yeah. both guys that have talented people. Brent was a very talented guy before MMA really mm-hmm. got going, but he's he's training guys like Derek Krantz, who's no doubt about him. He's a very talented individual. Mm-hmm. So For sure. I fought him, and I don't want to fight Did him. You? I fought uh, him way back. In I didn't the, know right, that. Right, 04? In the Hirsch day. No, it was 07. 07. I yeah. couldn't have been 07. I, I turned pro. No, 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 I'm sick. sorry. You're right. 05. 05, 05, 06, right around there. Okay. In the Hirsch. Amateur, amateur days. It was an amateur day. I think he was 18. 
Damn. Okay. Yeah. That was, yeah, that, that it was, was a yeah. long time ago. But I'm, somebody tapped. Somebody didn't tap. We don't yeah, remember. I, I, yeah, I, I remember. I remember at the time, like uh, it was it was such a big deal because he was kind of a, a mean dude. You know, like yeah. he was just a little full of piss vinegar. Now I've known Derek for a long time. I'm a huge fan of his. And oh, his yeah. grappling has He's become. Good dude. Insane too, you know. He fights tonight. Yeah, he fights tonight, AKA. Uh, right. And it's crazy what that organization has done. Has done, and we're all, you know, been some part of that. You know, now mm-hmm. it's in, on UFC Fight Pass, and right. the shit's just coming together, man. It's just it years and years of everyone grinding. I think you know, in this area, and, and the they, state as a whole. Yeah, I think there's been organizations here that have made people mad. Yeah, of course. And they've really done things. I think uh, Amber and John have done a good job of not like pissing a whole bunch of people yeah, off, for sure. playing in the middle, not. Because I remember I send we had yeah, problems with ring rulers. Yeah. Uh, even though I, I really get along with uh, Will Brewers, there was a lot of people that did not like right. that organization. They wound up getting in trouble with the committee. I think there was, I don't even want to get in the middle of that. No, but, just, it, but, you it, know, yeah. like, these the organizations, I feel like they could have been really successful here, but they always wound up pissing people yep. off and stuff. And I think she's done a great job. She, you know, Georgetown's one of their matchmakers. He's been in the game I a long GT, time. I love GT, bro. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, been the game. he's been a boxing coach for a while. Uh, really? Yeah, one of the funniest dudes ever. Dude's great. Yeah, make you mad, but yeah, he for sure can uh, get you boxing. <laughs> but yeah, he was an undefeated Angola pro, uh, pro boxer. Or he was a prison boxer. That's where his boxing pedigree came from. I didn't even know that. Yeah, dude, he went all over the South beating people up. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so those those teeth that are gone were earned, bro. For sure, for sure, for sure. He probably didn't get much. Uh, like you said, that you ate good. He said you ate really good. You got to travel a little bit, which was getting out at the time. Yeah. It, GT's a, if you ever sit down and talk to him, he's got some crazy Yeah, stories, I have to man. get him on here so yeah, one day. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's a trip. Out. But no, man, I, it's funny because we've done, like, we're talking back to the gym real quick. I don't want to harp on that forever, but it's been so long since we, and I haven't really got to sit down and talk to someone about all yeah. these things and all these people, but we didn't practice jujitsu hardly at all until you come in. But not only that, you brought in tech sparring. We never tech sparred until you come in. Yeah. You know, because we would just say, um, you remember the old, you know, the old routine when you get there, jump rope, shadow box, hit mm-hmm. the bags, spar. That's right. <laughs> Every oh, yeah. fucking day, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I realized, I realized because, you know, like if you're the best guy in your camp, sometimes sparring's really fun. Yeah. And it's great. Maybe if you're the best two dudes in your gym because you only have like one hard round. Yeah, right. But I never had that problem because I had guys that beat the shit out of me all the time. Dude, Chad used to beat the shit out of all of us. I remember Tim just, I mean, at the time he was so much further advanced than we were. And yeah. he would just, Molly would just beat us to death. And I realized like tech sparring for guys that were not one of the top two best in the gym at the time would build you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to get guys to where they don't become gun-shy so early. Mm-hmm. Because if you, hey, man, I want to try boxing or kickboxing. Well, two <laughs> weeks later, you got a, you got a serious concussion. Yeah. I don't know if I really want to yeah, do I this. Do this uh, I've watched, and, and, and he, you know, I tell it to him to, to his day. I was there in 2008 in Gladiators when they opened up, and that's what it was. You sign a waiver, you put gloves on, and people got <laughs> beat up. And I remember that. And there were so many guys that had some talent that just never came back because – who the hell is going to show up for that all the time? No, but what, you know, at the time I was fighting, I was getting paid to do it, so I was like, "Well, I got to be ready." I got to do this, but just to sign up and just do this for free? No. Nah, but as a as <laughs> a gym, know. as a gym though, because you grew up in the environment I grew up in, we had instructor Benny Broadway. He was French, and he was very French at times, and and he was the he was the main man. He was the main dude, mm-hmm. and he beat everybody up. Everybody got a, a quote unquote ass whipping when he when he showed up. 
and because everybody got one equally, everybody felt like they got treated fairly. The next thing you know, you turn around and you got champions and world champions. You got Donnie in there training as well and getting his ass kicked along with everybody else. Yeah. And so that environment breeds other champions. And what I love about people that are starting up for real schools is that first generation of student, you got to do that. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out who's going to stick with me through all the butt beatings and who's not. The ones that the ones that you're going to trim the fat right, and the couple that are left are going to make me great. Right. And I'm telling you, man, that's I, I, when I heard you were down there with Tim, and you would tell me the stuff you were doing. I'm like, that's exactly what my instructor did with us. Yeah. That's the way to do it. That's the way to build. That's the way to build something. So. Yeah. Just kind of get beat into you. Yeah, it was, it, he's a very brutal. I'm glad I went through it. it made you a strong. It, it made me obviously, maybe maybe not indestructible, but it made me impervious to criticism too. Yeah, because his coaching style, and into this day, he's a, he's a great guy. He's a good friend of mine for sure. Uh, oh, like yeah. a, like a yeah. brother too. Tim's Tim's good people, uh, and also a mentor. Coach, but his coaching say. style is not try to be nice, not worried about your feelings. <laughs> But in this in, in this sport, I would tell anybody, yeah. whether you're wrestling, whether you're doing taekwondo, if you're doing individual sports and you have thin skin, they'll find it for you. Yeah, you know of course. I mean? and, and, and you'll see that. And you've seen that in, in, in the gym when we're oh, sparring. Yeah. You'll yeah. see guys that get weak-minded or things that bother them. And I just I took all that in and just made it to where I'm like, shit, what you well, say? Here, yeah, I don't care what anybody says. Here's the know? thing about this is there's worse things in life than an ass whipping. Yeah, yeah I mean, right. If yeah. an ass whipping is all you got to worry about, partner, you got it easy. But it's easy for us to say that because we've had, you know what I mean? Yeah. We've yeah. Had, yeah. You know, the people that have never experienced that, it's hard for them to fathom that. Like, these are three guys that hit people in the face for fun. <laughs> yeah. They don't know, right. you know, but that, so it is, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Well, right. it, it, it's also, though, too, I always tell guys like that, like, you see a guys, a lot of guys that talk a lot of trash, but a lot of like those guys that have been in there, like you see them try to sell fights, but yeah, with each other they're not like that. They they have a bond yeah. with each other. There's something weird about. I always just tell Tim that like I don't know if I really want to be your friend, but I am your friend <laughs> because at some points in time I literally feel like you're trying to seriously hurt me. But we get off the mats and we're friends. Yeah. And it's it's a weird bond. You don't have that bond with coworkers because you're no. not fighting coworkers. <laughs> right. You know, you're sweating on each other. But, I mean, it's like I've done some, you know, try to hurt him physically. And, and a lot of those other guys, like Dustin, he beats you up and he's your best friend when he gets off the yeah. mats. Like, it's it's a, it's a wild bond to have. But those bonds are pretty strong. It's hard those to explain guys it you've known for years, you'll see them, you're like, hey, man, yeah. what's up? Like, you're, you're, you're still close to them. It's hard know? to explain that, too, when you flip that switch. So, like, you go in there in a spar and that – Flitch, I mean, that switch flips, and then you see a different look in someone's eyes. It's you know what I mean? Right. You know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's like, you know what I'm about. and you see that, and you're like, okay, shit, it's on. Yeah. Okay? yeah. And then we get done. You're both tired and beat up. You're like, okay, cool. Here's you know, it's just, but it's yeah. so hard to explain that to people, man. Because <laughs> <That's right>. they, <laughs> they always say that. It's like, man, you know, because you know, through the fights, I've, I've fought friends. I fought guys that I yeah. tried out for the Ultimate Fighter with, and I was rooting for them. And then you fight these guys later on. It's like, but I don't. I've never had that problem fighting a friend because I could always. I, I got good at doing that. When you walk on the mats, all right, we're yeah. here. Mm-hmm. We're doing this. Yeah. This is what we're doing. If, if if you're my opponent that day, I'm trying to work and get better. If, if you're fighting me, I'm, I'm trying to win. You know, like, we can be friends after. I'll shake your hand. But I have no problems fighting my friends because I felt like the environment we were causing, we were fighting each other every day. Mm-hmm. We were hurt. You know, there was guys getting, you know, pretty bloodied up. But we were all kind of still cool afterwards. We were all home. Iron out. sharpens we iron, group. my friend. Yeah, we were iron sharpens group. iron. Well, and you have, like, so when you when you're – First in it, you know, like you're a new amateur. You maybe have one fight, maybe two, maybe none yet. Yeah. It's different because you go in there trying to prove something. That's right. And so, you, but once you have skin in the game, 
then you can be that way. I feel like you know. That's right. You well, you can relax because yeah. then you know, like, and, and that's the same thing too. I get a lot of opinions from people. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah. you know, and like it's great. But if you hadn't <laughs> gotten in there and got gotten in a fight before, you know, if you haven't prepared for one before, yeah. if you haven't had to answer for the trash you've talked before. Then I don't, I don't really trust your opinion well, that much. You know what I'm saying? Like I always tell, I don't care if you fought on an amateur level. If you've had to go in there in an individual sport, I even see. I think high level wrestlers are the same way, or guys that wrestle at these these uh, college levels. I think it's too because it's individual. It's it's a grinding sport. If you haven't done that before, I don't really respect like a lot of times what they say. Yeah, you know, I agree. because they don't know they haven't had to to answer for what they're talking yeah. about. Everybody can armchair a quarterback. It's like me in football. That quarterback sucks. No, he doesn't. He's one of the best <laughs> yeah. thirty two quarterbacks yeah. in the world and he yeah. gets paid a lot of money. Yeah. He doesn't suck. Well here's you know? what, what what always what always comes into play when I talk to somebody who fights for a living or does martial arts for real for a living. Is people think all the time that if you're a fighter, if you get in the ring, you're you're a jerk, right? You're you're one of those guys. I really that's not true. The 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 most badass people in the world that I know, you you right yourself included, right, are down to earth people. They're for real people because they've been there, done it. It's the ones that haven't that have got that attitude because they really haven't been there for sure. Haven't. I mean, you, you're going to find crazy people everywhere, but I'm talking about for real, right? But for real people. <laughs> You know, like, uh, you know, Tim Crater. I mean, I know you got, I know you said for years he was crazy and all this, but when I met, when I met Coach Crater, I call him Coach, when I met Coach Crater the first time, he's just a nice dude. He walked up and he, you know, to me, he said, You're a fool, Jim. You're a friend of mine. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, that's something he didn't have to say. We, we were at, we were at his school, but he walked up, gave me a hug. He said, Hey, man, I'm, I'm so glad to meet you. Yes. And I thought to myself, you know, I know that switch could flip any time, right? <laughs> but at the same time, he's a down to earth dude. You know, when when you know when people ask me, you know, your brother's a pro fighter or whatever, he's a down to earth. He's a full gym and he's a retard half the time. If I can say that, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. But I mean, he's uh, he's 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 always gonna be a little bro. But most, but if you meet him, and you talk to him, nice guy. You, you know what I'm saying? And and people don't understand it because they haven't been in that. Well, I don't want to train with guys that aren't like that neither. Yeah. Just, at the end of the day, like those are the guys you wind up hanging out with. So like. You are who you're around all the time. We're, I own a gym. You own a gym. So you're yeah. around those people yeah. all the time. And then you're fighting. You're going to these fights. You're around them all the time. It's like we have two that are fighting for us tonight. And they're yeah. very, very good. AJ has uh, a ceiling that, a ceiling that's very, very I'm high. excited to see that one. He's, one of, those, that he's one. one of the most explosive athletic guys I've ever seen. And he's one of the only guys I can, I can honestly tell you that can watch a video and then go mimic that right mm-hmm. there. Really, I, he can. That's how athletic nice. he is. Uh, and I get to, I get to spar with. I, I work a lot of pads with him. But if you ever just sat down and talked with him, he is not like you would not. He's not a fighter. Yeah. You know? Unless you saw him, but if you listen to his voice and how he talks, yeah. and they're almost like badass nerds. Is what they yeah. are nowadays. It's, I, cr- I get these it's not kids like all the time. You look at him, you're yeah. like, yeah. Oh, no, no, it's not. This kid. And then he well, beats the crowd. You're yeah. like, all right, well, I guess he could fight. When, you know? when, it was when, way different. The last time Aiden and Malin went down and worked out with you guys, AJ was there, and I yeah. saw the video and all that. And I say, Christian, did you get a chance? Or Christian, Aiden, did you get a chance to meet AJ? He goes, Let me tell you something, man. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. And I, and I, but but I'm watching the video. I'm like that right hand was nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's, got, he's got a video game channel. So my son, who's ten, he's been in jujitsu for a while. He's competing a lot now. But he doesn't understand like certain guys are really good. He looks at them all like they're just fighters and they're really good. Okay. But he still doesn't understand what. So his thing is that AJ is one of his favorites, not because AJ is a great fighter, but because he has his own Twitch account. And he plays video <laughs> games online. And he'll watch his videos. He's subscribed to it. Yeah. And he's good at video games. I'm like, all right. Uh, okay. 
You know? So you never you never understand like I, I guess our gym was way more hardcore. Oh, like yeah. though I've never had tattoos. I'm just scared of needles yeah. and midgets. That's my two main things. Like, <laughs> don't deal with. So tattoos will never be in in that order. Ball game. Yeah. yeah. So, but everybody in there was kind of more hardcore. I felt like that was with the mid 2000s into it. Yeah, and it now was. you've seen a lot of guys that stay, they're not that. Like AJ doesn't have a tattoo. I never fought a dude that didn't have a tattoo. I was always the kind of weird guy, you know. Yeah. Like I always felt that way. I was like, man, I could get one, but I, ugh, I can't do it. Bro. I can't do needles. I'm still I'm I'm still down for that dolphin tattoo. Bro. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, be there. The, I want to be there to film that. <laughs> when it happens. <laughs> well, uh, there's something I did want to mention. You, I took one of your um, combos that I remember to this day into a lot of my boxing, and even it was really effective that last fight I've had. I not got submitted because my jujitsu sucks ass. <laughs> but um, it is what it is. I'm, I don't, I don't yeah. enjoy it. You know, I don't enjoy jujitsu. I respect it. Yeah, I love it for what it is. But I'm just not patient, I guess. Or I know that it's a long, and I would rather just get in their box. I it's think. Too hard. It's too but, hard. But um. That one three, bro. That one three one. Yeah. To this day, I remember you showed me that combo because it was so unorthodox, and I actually got to use it in a fight, and it was effective. Because most people, after you throw a one, and for people who are listening or watching who doesn't know what that means, a one is a jab. If you're left, a right hand, it would be your left hand, mm-hmm. and then a two is a right, and a three is a hook. Mm-hmm. Um, most people throw a one and then a two. That's right. They don't throw a one, a three, and they damn sure don't throw another one behind it. That's right. And so yeah. to this day, I still remember that. And anybody if I'm ever helping box, I try to show them that combo, and I always tell them that come from you. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, dude. I've never I, got to tell you that. I take well. I, I appreciate you. Telling me. I take yeah. much, much pride in in coaching and showing things that I have learned. Like yeah. that's one thing. Like. I'm, I'm going to fight again. I'm, I'm, I'm in the midst of trying to get an opponent right now for, for something kind of big going on. But okay. for no matter what, uh, I'll always be coaching. So, I mean, I, I appreciate that. I worked with a lot of guys, and I, I do one thing about coaching is I take, it, I take it serious, you know, and I really want my guys to win. So, at any time I've helped somebody out around the way, man, I really appreciate you telling me that. That and the fucking weight cut for that first fight I did. I don't know if you remember that because you've coached a lot of people since then. But – we were in Alexandria, Louisiana. We went to weigh in in a mall. Yep. And um, I was one pound or two pounds over still. This is the first weight cut I'd ever done because uh-huh. boxing, I just walked in and boxed and have to cut any weight. And yeah, um, slide a lot more. I, yeah. I found that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that until I went to something. Oh, you're good. I'm like, what? It was it was weight. fucking 90 degree, 98 degrees outside in the middle of August, and I had to put a trash bag on and run outside in the parking lot in the mall parking yeah. lot to, to cut yeah. that. And I was so miserable, dude. <laughs> and you know people are that just was the worst like, weight cut. Yeah, dude, it was this fucking person. dude in a trash bag yeah, running through the, you know, like that was the worst weight cut I ever had because it was the first one I ever had. Yeah. You know, I'm sure everyone who has fought and cut weight for wrestling or, you know, or, or any fight, like, can relate to that one horrible weight cut. Well, it, it's it's stories like that because I heard I wasn't there, but I heard that story, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, that must have sucked. Is when you're in the crowd and you're watching this, and somebody's sitting beside you, who's had one or two cores like too many, say, ah, you know, these guys suck. They didn't even want to fight, bro. You don't even know what it took to that for that guy to get into the ring. Yeah, shut Man. your face. So in 2000, oh, I think it must have been 2009. There, yeah, 2009 for the Ultimate Fighter. Okay. I, you know, if you rewind, you go back to the tryouts in Chicago when I'm standing outside in a freaking windbreaker and it's 22 degrees, just got off the plane, and there's 2,000 people outside this Shit. hotel. So you try out and fast forward, they bring me back out, they do medicals and everything, and then they call me like a week or two later, they say, You didn't make it. 
uh, we might use an alternate, but we'll we'll, we'll kind of be back in contact with you. Then that, when I did contact them, they said you didn't make it. Well, they called me two weeks before the show. I'm forty four pound forty four point two pounds out. Shit. Fourteen days before to be there, right for weigh ins, and I got I, I, when I missed weight for the Ultimate Fighter, I was one point two pounds off. Holy shit, dude! That was the worst. That was a lot cut of fucking. How much? How much? Okay, so you had how long? To, two weeks. Two weeks to cut forty four. Holy shit. 44.2. Yeah. And I was, I missed it by 1.2. Dude, well, you didn't look like yourself. I saw you well, on I TV. I wound up in the Vegas hospital for a while because of kidney failure. Yeah, I fucking it, bet. Like, because I remember that's another thing to, that we could go into. Like, the weight cut's different now. Yes. The, 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 um, the knowledge is different. That's you know, right. we would kill ourselves. That last fight camp I had, the very last fight I fought, and the reason, only reason I fought is because Jeremy passed away and I wanted to be on that yeah, card. You know, it was memorable yeah, to me, and yeah. I was like, I'm going to do it one more time before I turn 30. Yeah. Um, but I cut 50 pounds, but I had two and a half months to do it, and yeah. it almost fucking killed me. Two weeks, dude, I cannot imagine. I, I learned at that, well, I didn't learn my lesson all the way. I, 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 <laughs> I, I kind of get back to cutting, but, you know, now we jump, we're all of our guys, it's, you know, it's 8 to 10%. You know, so if you're 170, you, you, you can't you that's, can't weigh more than 187. That's where we used to mess up. Yeah, and then you know? we, I would come from to fight, fight at 170. I would come from 210. Yeah. You know, three or four weeks out. Yeah, and I, I think it took a lot of fights out of me. Now I'm glad we're smarter now. It's actually it's a lot less stress on you too because I tell people like fighting and even losing some fights just. Preparing for it, they, some of the best time in your life you, you, you like to compete, but some of the worst times of my life have been in a sauna, Ooh, thinking to God like, why am I doing this? Yeah, like, yeah. why do I want to do this with my those life? Last, those last, like gonna die, those last know? four pounds, bro. No, yeah, those like last that. four pounds, man. But I mean, I remember walking to that gym. Donnie looked at me. I was probably like two hundred and twenty something pounds. He's like, "You're gonna fight at one eighty five. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I should have not. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. But that's just being Donnie being real. He was yeah, like, people saw yeah, him up, and he, and he had a good eye for doing. Yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, it worked. It just took a long time to get there. Yeah. But um, during that time, you walk, uh, in one of the, one of the casinos here. You walked right by me. I didn't recognize you. Yeah. You walked right by me and you said, "Hey, big guy." And I turned around and I, I looked right past you and I went, "That's into my brother." And you went, "Hey." Yeah. You had a hat on and I went, "Holy crap!" I was the first time <laughs> I think since you were five years old that I weighed more. Yeah. <laughs> that I weighed more than you. I mean, it was crazy. One one uh yeah. I, I don't. And it uh, wasn't by much. But, I don't miss. You know. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm competing again, but I competed at 175. So. Yeah. That's that's an easy one to make for me. Anything one seventy under one seventy, I don't think I could make anymore. I don't think realistically I could make, you know, yeah. without seriously changing my whole thing, you know. I don't like doing that later in life. I want to keep as much muscle mass as I can, so I want to fight at a healthy weight class. You know, I don't want to keep cutting it down, cutting it down. What um, what have you done? So when's the last fight you had? 2018 did not have a good fight. Was that the one that we were on? Yeah, the, uh, did, AKA did it was in July. Have, yeah, not have a good night. Bumming it pretty good, got beat up. I, you know, I went through a few years where I was trying to train some guys who were top level, and we went through the cage thing. And I spent a lot of time with somebody, and you know, the, those guys, those guys wound up leaving and moving on. Yeah. And uh, you know, I got somebody else, which is a which is a whole other story. I spent a lot of time with a big with a, with a heavyweight who got into some very bad legal trouble. Okay, uh, and had no mm-hmm. idea that he was going to get. So I spent a lot of time coaching. That's why I always tell people I take it serious. So. You know, I spent like three or four years getting this guy in shape, thought he had the next level. You know, so I, I don't think I gave myself a lot of, you know, like when you coach something and you're pushing people, you don't push yourself as hard. Mm-hmm. Your time kind of gets pushed back. That's right. And I, it's not that I have these delusions that I'm going to go on this run and bare knuckle and go and, and kill everybody, which, you know, in my truck by myself I do. Yeah. You know? But I'm not trying to 
talk about that now, but I've got three or four in me. I, I, I think I have the time now because yeah. I don't have a guy that's a pro fighter that's we're trying to push to the contender series and do these bigger. I know I work with AJ a little bit, but it's a, it's a part time thing. I, I have a lot more time to myself now, so I'm, I'm putting a lot into it. I'm excited about it. I think you don't do yourself justice if you put yourself. You know what Ron Swanson say? Don't don't half-ass two things, whole-ass mm-hmm. one thing, and, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm going to focus on well, doing. That makes I feel sense. like I give myself a better chance. I agree you know? because you've always been coaching a lot of people. Like you've always had a, a lot of time in coaching the past mm-hmm. ten years that I've known you, and um, and when you were competing, yeah, I mean, I agree. I can see where that takes a toll on your camp because you're worried about everyone else's. That, that's right, and I, I don't want to fight on cards with a bunch of guys that do train. But I mean, I'll, I'll always want to train and be around it. I mean, yeah. if, if tomorrow they said, "Hey, man, you you're not you know you can't pass a physical, you can't fight," I would be in the gym somewhere training with mm-hmm. somebody or holding pads for somebody, teaching classes somewhere. I love jujitsu, but I, I I'm kind of like that too. Uh, a lot of people that are diehard jujitsu buddies of mine, yeah, you know, they kind of they kind of look at me like. Uh, you know, because in 2008, we, we want to get belts. That's what we did. We were out there with our geese on, and we never fought in geese, you know? Like, I always right. fought with no shirt on. So these guys would belt up, and I felt like I was just as good as they were. But, you know, you look back, you're trying to learn two different martial arts. And I, yeah. fell, I fell in love with striking. I fell in love with kickboxing. I feel really in love with boxing. It's something that I probably watch probably at least an hour a day of videos on, whether uh, it's before I go to sleep or when I'm waking up and I'm at the gym and I'm trying to stretch out and stuff. I'm watching videos. So I, I fell in love with it. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, kind of obsessed with it now. So that's why I want to, you know, compete in a boxing match, professional boxing match before it's too, it's too late. Makes know? sense. No, I, I, I mean, I, I share that enthusiasm with you because mm-hmm. I just, for some, for some reason, it just, it, everything's different for everyone. You know, everyone has their, their outlet, you yeah, know, that's right. uh, maybe jujitsu, maybe wrestling, maybe MMA in, in itself. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was always boxing and a little bit of kickboxing when I finally figured out how to kick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's a good tool. It's a good tool to have. It, it is. It changes man. the game for sure. It does. Yeah. No, but, he's he's spent a lot of time. He he's worked with me on that. In fact, you, you see a lot of guys now. It, it, it's it's kind of weird because everybody says, "Ah, oh, we," you know. I know you work with Jay, right? Yeah, so Jay, yeah. Jay's got a really good report boxing, but that's that's a little different. That name brand's there. Like kickboxing's a little different. There's yeah. no ranks around here. Yeah, a lot of guys have different versions. So it's never when you hear guys in these gyms, oh, we're teaching Muay Thai kickboxing. We might have said that at gyms that I've taught, yeah. but we're really teaching a really big mixture of American kickboxing, mm-hmm. Dutch style, and Muay Thai, yeah, all and they're all deal. molded together to better not being taken down, which is a different set of rules for mm-hmm. MMA. So I really feel like we have a lot of guys that were really good at striking around here that kind of cultivated a, I don't know what you would call it, it'd be hard to name it. Yeah, I don't know what you, 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 you see what I'm saying? It'd be hard <laughs> to, Tim always names it something white trash, because yeah. you know he says that's what he teaches at the white trash mecca, but I... I feel like that stand-up, there, there's a lot of guys. Dustin Poirier came out of that thing. You see Matt Schnell come out. Tony Kelly's always had good stand-up. Donnie was a big part of that. Dude, Tony a lot and of Matt. Guys. Jay DeMint yeah. has a, a lot of guys that he's worked with, he, yeah. which is a super nice guy. I always really respected him. Out of all the crazy people I knew, I know Jake's – he's not like a crazy crazy. He's like a fun crazy. Yeah. You know, he, he never – Though he probably could, he never act like or thought he was going to beat me up or anything yeah. like that. Jake's just always been a really nice guy, but he's worked with a lot of kids. Too. Yes, he's doing a lot for those young kids, man, and they, they've they've progressed. And you you know, and it's just it's he's it's going to have some world class talent. Jake, Jake will definitely cultivate some of that. For sure. I agree. I think well, and it's funny you mentioned like Matt's last fight, dude. Holy shit, his strike, dude. His 
it was beautiful. Like I, I was fanboying him. I told him straight up. Like well, I waited till I saw him last fight. I was like, dude, that shit was beautiful. Like it just was like so on point. And I was so proud of him because they said that opponent was going to beat his ass. Well, everyone said that. And I was like, I dude, talked he to him, him two, up. two weeks before that fight. <laughs> And I'll give him credit. Obviously, his coaches that he's working with are, are real good with him, and they're on the same page because they knew Nam was going to be a power puncher, mm-hmm. but he knew he could land three to one, and that's what he did. Yeah. He went out there and he outboxed the guy, landed three to one, put combinations together, it looked really crisp. And I'll be honest, and I'm not taking nothing away from Matt Schnell, or I wouldn't take away from any good heavyweight neither. But those two weight classes are unicorns. Yeah, they are. If you can mess around and go 500, you can be in the top 10, top 15, and have a legit shot to get on a run and go to a title fight. So I think he's got a shot. He's got a tough opponent coming up. But I really believe, like, I think he got caught by Pantoja, and he'll tell you that. He got caught with this. But everybody gets caught, man. That's right. But I really believe he has the talent to maybe fight for a world title one day. Yeah, I I, I believe he does. I completely agree. I think he does. I think Tony does. I think Andrew's on a good track now. You know, I think all of them do. I mean, they have the potential and they have the talent. I cornered Andrea. I've only only cornered her a handful of times. One story I have of cornering her was when she first, her first boxing match ever, and she lost her glasses. So somebody had to. I had to grab her hand. Me and me and Donnie would grab her hand and walk her to the ring. And then her first match, she got dropped like twice in the first round. And then she got up and just killed Dude, the girl. I forgot about that. Holy that shit, I Lafayette. remember that. We went down the that Lafayette. was in Lafayette. We were, Lafayette. Fight, we were fighting that tournament. That's right. Um, we were she, all she fighting that. Line, she was like this. Yes, fuck, I forgot about that. And I remember, I was like, <laughs> that was my first this girl's moment. pretty tough, but we're going to have to get her some goggles or <laughs> something that <laughs> she can keep them. Because, you know, Andrea's kind of, you know, she's just Andrea. You know, right. she's like a, she's, she's a free bird, yeah. like in her mind. And if she wasn't even really that bothered by it, but if I couldn't see nothing, I'd be kind of bothered. But I remember, but then I, I fast forward, you know, you talk about progression and seeing people change. I'm cornering her against, what was her name? I cornered so many goofy fights. Uh, the girl she lost to in Houston, which yeah. I thought was the biggest robbery ever. Yeah, I agree. Straight Straight the mouthpiece thing, I, I was all so the shit. Yeah. Straight up, to, to challenge yeah. it. The TDLR. Uh, I love Texas, but their boxing commission is uh, straight up jerks to deal with. If you yeah. ever want to get in. Get really mad, just deal with the TDLR about licensing or about trying to get things looked at. Uh, they're hard to deal with. But I thought she won that fight. But you watch this girl who was blonde who could barely get to the boxing ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I looked. She was a young girl. Yeah, yeah. And now she's this, you know, we're say what you want. You know, she, she's dropped a couple, and I think she's got the talent to really be there. Mm-hmm. But she's fighting in the, in the premier yeah. MMA fighting organization in the world, and she's. I mean, she barely lost to JoJo Calderwood, and mm-hmm. JoJo Calderwood got a world title. So yeah, that's how that's how good she is at that at that weight class. And I love Andrea. She's always been really sweet. I knew her when she was young, and then we got to get her down in Lafayette a little bit and train. I think she's out in California at MMA Gold now, yeah. which is a good spot for Jim West. They're good people. Uh, Aspen Ladd, I got to work with her in Houston. And I have never – I've been doing jiu-jitsu and grappling a long time. I've wrestled a lot. I've never had, and I don't want it to be sound sexy, but I've never had a female that strong grab me in my life. No, I mean, I, I'm, that's when any <laughs> any said grapple lightly with yeah. her, it became an all out <laughs> match because I could not get her off my back for a while. She was a she's a monster, dude. She's a very sweet girl. She's very nice. If you talk to her outside, she's kind of quiet, but she is a. But she's out there with Aspen Ladd, and I think Aspen Ladd will fight for a world title. I think it's good for Andrew to be around her. Uh, it's a good camp for them. Yeah, I just I'd like to see her something and stay in it for a little while, see what comes of it. You know what I mean? With you know, it's been stay at one camp. Yeah, right. And I just yeah. know there's been issues with that because of 
the personal life for so long and all sure. the shit that's happened. I'm I'm just proud of her to be able to persevere through all that shit and still hard, be on top. And I, man, I, I'm sure. not gonna lie and act like I've been there. I, I've been at the cusp of that before, and mm-hmm. then I fought some guys who are really good. But you know, Andrew got on a you know she was on a run for a while, and it's it's hard. Like when you start getting the money, and I'm not talking about just her. I'm talking about any of these fighters that start making some decent money. And you want to travel? Go out to this camp. You want to travel? Course, go out to course. this camp. Yeah. But when all said and done, like you got to get somewhere, get on the same page mm-hmm. with the coach. This is a way more of a more of a game now. This is a chess match now, mm-hmm. and and I think it, it'll help her. Jim West is a, has got a great mind. He's he's good. Well, and you know this too. Both of you know this. You have to align with your students. That's right. You know, if it's not a good fit, don't stay there. That's right. Move on. That's right. You know? Exactly right. They're eating. I don't care if you know. Well, it is what it fits everywhere. There's, right. good, there's different styles that people react to. I know guys that need people to slap them in the face right before they fight. Yeah. And they've got this warrior thing. Yeah. If you do that and you're my corner man, me and you are going to – I don't want you to slap me. I, I, know this <laughs> yeah. is, I know this is real. I'm about to get hit in a minute, so, like, just leave my face alone. But, I, but like different, fight without different the styles. Right? You know, I've had guys that just – Tim Crater has literally talked trash to me throughout the whole fight while I was fighting. You know, like, yeah. there's just different coaches that work for different people. Now, look, I, I'm, I've got to intervene. I was at this past weekend at Gladiators and Lafayette yeah. where a Coach Christian was coaching his son, Maddox, right. one of my favorite <laughs> jiu-jitsu guys in the world. And in the middle of the match, Coach Christian is out there going, oh, you got to – you were yelling something jiu-jitsu at him, and he looked right at you after taking the kids back and went, I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and when you see your little you out there, yeah. you just want them to like, yeah. get everybody. And it's like, I feel like I've never watched a jiu-jitsu match. I'm like grabbing people beside me. <laughs> that's, that's been a fun thing to watch, too, is that, like you're watching your kids come up now. And, and that's what he said, Dad, I, and he's not a very big kid. Dad, I want to play in the NFL or I want to be a fighter. And I was like, well, son, knowing your genetics, uh, you'll probably have to be a fighter. That's in the plan for him. Yeah, well, it's going to be big. But, and it's... It's great to see that, and you know, because back then you didn't have any children. I think you had your. Uh, is that your first one? About to have my first one. Yeah, yeah. and then um, you, your kids have been growing up in it the whole time, uh-huh. and it's it's. How does that feel to see that? Like his his son, my nephew Aiden, which is he's a great kid. He, I don't know where he gets it because he's six two, yeah. and he's real athletic, and he gets it from his <laughs> he gets it from his dad. Yeah, <laughs> his dad. What I can it's what crazy. I can tell you about this Good is martial artist too. As cool as you think it is going through these things and these trials and finding an instructor and making friends, um, I heard from several friends of mine that you know had kids in the game. They were like, look, when you get children, it's going to be different. You're going to take things personally, and you're going to want – and I've been blessed because both of my kids must have gotten their athletic ability from their mother. Yeah. Uh, they're both driven. They're, they both love what they do, and they're both good at what they do. And so now when I watch them out there uh, – uh, that is absolutely the most proud I think I've ever been is watching my kids compete at anything. Yeah. But knowing that they're doing the art that you love yeah. or they're down there. or I, I, Nothing makes me happier that when my, my son and my daughter, when they're not working at the school now full time, when they go down to Lafayette and they get to hang out with their uncle and they could say, Dad, you know, we did this and we did that. We had a great time with Uncle Christian and, and all this stuff. And they come back and they bring it to our school. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just it's the coolest thing Besides having children and being married, I think, to my wife, it is the coolest thing I've ever been a part of, yeah. watching my kids grow up in the art. It does it, yeah, I mean, it, it. you can't explain that to someone, but a lot of parents make their kids do things because 
they didn't get to do it. Yeah. But your kids, both of your guys' kids, are enjoying things that you enjoy, and yeah. they actually enjoy it. Well, let me let me let me just tell you this, DJ. I, I, I yeah, I agree with what you're saying, but I was I was the jerk because. Um, I own the school. I worked at night, and my son, a couple years – Madeline's never said she wanted to play sports. She played softball before we started the school, and then, you know, she was good at it. But she's like, I, I want to do this. Aiden has expressed interest in doing other things, mm-hmm. and because my brother's dad was never around – and I say my brother's dad because I don't claim him – but was never around to see <clears> me <throat> compete and to see you do your thing, uh, I told my son, listen, if you're going to play basketball – we're going to – okay, yes, we're going to practice. But if you're going to play basketball, i got to find somebody to run the school, son, because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not missing a game. Yeah. And he went, well, Dad, if that means that much, he goes, no, 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 it does. But I want you to understand, if that's what you're going to do, we're not going to try it. I've got to make time to go and, you know, to go and do that. So, I, yeah, I was the jerk parent. Um, that's kind of gone away, though, now. And now my 15-year-old son and my 19-year-old daughter – we have conversations at lunch about our students. We have mm-hmm. conversations at lunch about techniques. We have conversations at lunch. You know, Dad, when Uncle Christian comes back up again and we spar, he hit me with a jab. I'm not letting him hit me this time. And it's like, <laughs> it's dude, dude, that's, to me, I mean, that's some of the best conversations that I mean that I have is with is with those. And and now I've got a whole other set of kids, and I know you're probably getting the same way, that are all five, six, seven, eight. They don't want to see Mr. Fulgham. They want to see Aiden, or they want to yeah. see Madeline. Yeah. They yeah. want to train with those guys. And I'm like, ah, that's cool generations yeah for sure it's it's just i don't know it's 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 cool to see all that man it's cool because i've known you guys so long and to see what y'all have done in the sport and just the whole martial arts as a a whole you know it's just it's hard to it's hard for someone to stay on track that long well we were so fringe then yeah like yeah that's what it is you you respect it because it was you know like that song country before or it was country when country wasn't cool right and that's basically what it was i remember my own mom thought that. I mean, like, it's almost like you're in a garage, you're training with these men, you yeah. want to fight each other, and yeah. it's like it's almost like it had like an underground persona to it. To, yeah. to lame to people that didn't understand it was a sport to us. It bettered us. It made us in better shape. We weren't a bunch of evil guys. Mm-hmm. There were some guys that did bad stuff every now and then, but yeah. it wasn't really a bunch of evil guys. It was kind of a brotherhood with some women mixed in there. Yeah. And now it's so mainstream. You know, that's what and, it is. And, that's and, what it and, is. But you, res- and that's where I am. I'll always be. You know, I, I don't. I remember at that point. I remember that you didn't do it to put stuff on Instagram about it. That, there wasn't an Instagram. You showed up to a garage. No, there wasn't an Instagram. You showed up to a garage <laughs> where Mark Peters and Brent Mason, Justin Strader were about to beat you senseless. Yeah. But nobody was taking pictures of it. Like you didn't. Oh. There wasn't like, hey man, I got a black eye. And I, I did, and that's. That, I think that's why. That you respect that time so much, and I do too. And and coming up like in the very beginning part of the game is that. Those guys were in it because they loved it and they and they liked yeah. to do it, you yeah. know. And like those are some 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 serious dudes. And now I, I feel like a lot of people do it, but you'll even see guys that that fight sometimes on these cards. Though I think AKA does a good job. But then again, I coach people in Mississippi, I coach people in right. Alabama and Florida. I've seen some organizations that a lot of guys they don't have much skill at all. It's just they want to. They get thrown. They get thrown in there too. Well, dude. but I see some of them guys in there and they're doing interviews with people. They they got a posse. And they ain't got no skin. It's, it's crazy to me, but it's like they're taking their video and they're walking yeah. out. I got guys yeah. that are dancing and walking yeah. out, can't fight to save their life. And I was like, that's become the the the, the face, Facebook, the social media, I guess, part of it. It is it's kind of 
kind of weird to me. I, I know that's how you promote. I don't know that's how people get out there, but a lot of people just seem there's kind a, of fake. There's a me. fine line. But at the end of the day, when you get in that, when that door closes, are those, right. ropes, are those ropes even out? Yeah. You, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, it's I, a, well, I can tell you from just from my point of view, when that all was going on, I, I had just lost my job working for you know our wonderful local school system. And at 35 years old, I had to figure out what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I found a group of people that accepted me. Mm-hmm. I was I was a traditional martial artist. I knew Donnie when he was younger. I didn't know any of you, or I knew you, of course, but didn't, didn't know any of you guys. And when I walked in, the first time I ever walked in, when, when, the, when the phone hit me in the face, I was like, <laughs> oh, my Lord. But a, after I walked in, after that, it was... I found a group of people that just wanted to come and train, get beat on at the same yeah. time, you know, hugs and hand pounds, yeah. respect you. And I thought to myself, uh, this is a this is a great place to be as a, as a traditional martial artist to be at this place and to know that you guys are all getting better. Y'all y'all kind of shared the same goal. You accepted me, and I thought, man, this is this is really cool. And to this day, there are still a lot of things that I will go through in my school, my dojang right now. That I will say, I know for a fact this works, and I can tell you why, and I can tell you who it worked on, and I can tell you who showed it to me. And, and if you don't believe me, call them, yeah, right? Sure. So um, that's where I learned a lot. I learned a lot of what I do now, boxing-wise, at that place. Well, I and like, so, too, that we have seen, um, to take it back to we talk about the you know the old school, what we were doing, we've seen a change in the styles, the stylistic matchups in the game. And you see traditional martial arts being implemented into MMA now. And remember when it first started, they were like, this shit's not going to work. Yeah. You know? I remember thinking, why would you, and my brother's a Taekwondo guy, why, why would you need to know how to kick when right. Don Fry was beating mm-hmm. people up and taking them down just using yeah. wrestling boxing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, like, we, I have an athlete like that I get to work with, like AJ, you know, and uh, he's so athletic. But, yeah, a lot of traditional martial arts strikes are what he's known for spinning wheel kick or yeah. heel kicks and, and stuff like that. That is something that I didn't use in, say, the last four, four or five years. And I mm-hmm. worked a lot with him on how to try to get these. Because I feel like in the beginning, traditional martial arts, as far as, like, karate and taekwondo and the first UFC, got made to look bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people go, well, hey, we don't need those techniques. Mm-hmm. This is all you need. Well, the game evolves. Well, people know how to stuff takedowns now. Mm-hmm. People know how to get back up from the bottom now. People know how to get off the wall now. Well, what are you going to do when you stand up? And now it's been, well, you got to work boxing. But you've seen boxers struggle if they can't check leg kicks. Mm-hmm. You've seen kickboxers struggle if they can't get their head off the midline. Mm-hmm. I've also seen Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, which it's hard to mimic, go out there and stand traditionally and beat a lot of people yes. up. Yes. And he was knocked out, people say that, by another traditional martial artist, exactly. Anthony Pettis, who... You know those guys. Dustin's not a traditional martial artist. He has a different style. But there's a lot of different ways to get there now. And I think people are seeing that. As far as a coach for me in the last five years, that's really opened up. I watch a lot of film on guys, Taekwondo. In fact, if you want to see some knockouts, go watch some home videos of Taekwondo. Because they spar <laughs> they spar with these little styrofoam ass. Yeah. And when you hit somebody with a with a heel of that, they're going to sleep. I don't even know like how so, that's legal. So that's funny you say that. To do that. That's funny you say that because uh, one day me and Madeline and, and, and Melanie were talking and I think you called or something. I had you on, on speakerphone, and we were talking talking to you about one of Madeline's matches. We were explaining how big the other girl was, and you went, that's effing insane. You guys don't even have weight limits? That's crazy. Yeah, that's barbaric. That's and when he said it was barbaric, Melanie, yeah. my wife started <laughs> laughing. This is someone who gets punched in the face for a living, you know? Kids, you know? Like, shit. <laughs> so, no, dude, well, I, another thing, the, front, the calf kick, dude. Yeah. The calf kick. Oh, gosh. 
it come out of nowhere. Something so simple, something so simple, we could have implemented a decade ago is literally you, stuffing everyone. If you go back and watch Henry Cejudo versus Demetrius Johnson, uh-huh. I think, yeah. yeah, and when when that kind of came in, and then people were talking about drop foot and hitting that nerve, mm-hmm. and then you saw guys starting to do it. Those never bothered me as bad. They hurt, yeah. right? And the next day, like, they still kind of sore. It was always the oblique kicks that people didn't work a lot because yeah. it's straight onto the kneecap, yeah. you know? Uh, but calf kicks, you're right. They were they were very friendly. But I also remember people laughing because a guy that I worked with a lot when I first moved out of Lafayette, Josh Artig, too, was watching the Eddie Bravo videos, and they mm-hmm. thought, this dude's an idiot. He doesn't know anything. It's like... And then I remember watching and leg leg locks like like uh, heel hooks straight up. Those are like the work of the devil. Like, you didn't do those in jujitsu gyms, and now it's like the top guys in the world are hitting people with these leg locks and stuff. So all that stuff evolves, man. And I don't know. I always tell people never say never because that's really how it does. It changes, and you see a lot of different styles. Conor McGregor's got a crazy style. Yeah. But I mean, look what Dustin did. Yes. You know? I mean, well, I was so proud of him because I did, I was he's a, he's a guy that I'm, I'm I'm actually I can say he's my friend. Yeah. I, I, I talk to him. A lot. I don't try to get him to come out to my gym mm-hmm. and try to. I, I don't. I, I see what he goes through. Everybody, even at the headquarters, man, can I get a picture with you? So, and dude, he's a really nice dude. Uh, but I do get a chance to train with him. I'll call him, or he'll come over and corner my guys and other and other things to kind of pump them up and stuff. And he's always real helpful. But uh, watching him, how dominant he is, because in that in that gym we have guys that are very talented, yeah. and it's not f- fun to even try to spar. And even when you do have some talent, sometimes I have to go spar somebody else right afterwards just to make sure see that I'm not. <laughs> make sure you know, like I just lost myself. and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see a way Connor. He was in Dustin's head, and I, I mean, if he gets mad about it, he told me that the other night when we talked about it. I was like, man, if I'm, if I'm Connor and I'm looking at it, because I always try to play devil's advocate for my fighter. If I'm watching you, this time I'm going to beat you. Yeah. And I want you to know that because that's what their coaches are doing. Their coaches are watching that. So I said, listen, I'm going to beat you. I was going to, you know, I'll, I'll do the same thing, try to get back in your head. And you saw him trying to negotiate. But from knowing Dustin for a long time, then going toe to toe with him and watching in the beginning being a better grappler and almost having like age on him and strength on him, to him just passing me and becoming light years better, uh, he knows he can beat Connor now. Yeah. So the mind games aren't going to work this time. Sure. And I think I think that was the worst fight for Connor to take. He should have went back for the Nate Diaz trilogy. That's an easier fight for him to win. Now Nate's going to be out. Because Leon Edwards about to beat his ass. <laughs> Come on, Leon Edwards is talented. Now he had a bad thing. I'm gonna tell you right now. That is that is the one guy I think can beat uh, Usman. Mm-hmm. I think he has his tools. I mean, I, I, it's gonna be a tough fight for him. You know, I, I can't go either way. I'm not a fan of either. But yeah. as far as Dustin and, and Connor, man, I, I think Dustin's got it all day long. I'm not fan. I think so too. And I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll I'll I will put this on 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 record with anybody. Anytime I was ever doing an interview or anytime I've been asked about him or anything. You're never gonna find a better deep water fighter than him. Yeah. You see, yeah. you find me a fighter that's better the third, fourth, and fifth round, and I, 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 I will, I will challenge that with a lot of footage. Connor hasn't had to go through that. No, and if you watch him go through that with Diaz in the fight, he did. Yes. He faltered in the fourth and yeah. fifth. So it's boxing match. Yeah, if, he, if he if he doesn't get yeah. Dustin out in the first ninety seconds to two minutes, yes. it's over. I agree, and that, and that's something that. That's just the grind, bro. Yeah. The grind. That's where where he gets you in training. Like, it's not like he's some invincible force that you couldn't touch him. It's just like once you do touch him, you can't go to that level and he doesn't stop. Listen, I give me five minutes into the round and he's doing the same things. It's the same speed. You know who I experienced that with? 
Daniel Cormier, dude. Oh, yeah. He was like a child wrestling one time. Dude, oh, my God, bro. He, oh, man, that dude, I went down to Lafayette and trained at UFC gym. Uh-huh. And um, it had to be probably, oh, man, it was probably 2013 yeah. or something like that. And, dude, I had just detached my pec tendon. I'd been off for a year, so I hadn't trained in a year. Um, I'd rehabbed that, and I had not trained at all. And I got a call from a buddy of mine who's friends with him, and he was like, hey, can uh, DC's in town, and he wants to get some sparring in. You want to come down here? I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've never had my ass beat so bad in my entire life. And then after getting my ass beat on five-minute rounds, just just box sparring, you know, just boxing, then we go hit the ground. Oh. And I was just like, dude, I'm not even, I'm not a, I'm not good at any of this shit. You know, I just, you know, I like to hit people. And so You're right. I, it just beat me and literally laid on me. Never felt so much weight in my entire life. I come back to the gym and started back training because I was like, fuck, I got to get back in shape. And, um, and I was in decent shape, but I wasn't like in fight shape. I come back to the gym and um, some of our heavyweights there, like Darnell and a couple other people, I was like, dude, you hit like a bitch compared, compared to this dude. <laughs> and you can't explain that to people until you, like, you get in there with someone who's just light years past you. If it makes you feel any better, I have a black belt Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu, and he made me feel like a child wrestling with the big gladiators. Uh, and, and, and as a guy that, like, obviously he's a little heavier, but it wouldn't matter if he weighed my same. He is that good. And yeah. it's cool to watch somebody that came out of Louisiana, though, you know, Dustin to me is the king of Lafayette because he's in Lafayette. He moved back to Lafayette, DC's not, but he's always a really nice guy when he comes through. He's a great spokesman for the sport because mm-hmm. he's always, you know, you, you even see with Steve A, he was getting along with Steve A, you know, towards the end. Yeah. Like, like now they're now they're fun. He, he's he's going to be a great broadcaster for a long time. But people always looked at his body type and I think kind of sell him short a little bit until, you know, he was able to, to beat Steve A the first time because if you look at Daniel Cormier, he looks like somebody's dad that yeah. you know just has a loud mouth. But I'll never forget that the five minutes I had to wrestle him, I just couldn't stay on my feet. He was just taking me on and off my feet like nothing I could do about it. Yeah, we never even did any MMA sparring, man. We just did um straight up, um just straight up boxing, and then went to the ground because um, you know he was just getting some rounds in. But it was amazing because that was before he had the title. Yeah. Then I got to go see him fight Gustafson mm-hmm. in Houston. And to be able, and you know this because you experienced this, and well, you have too because you've trained with the other guys who are now in the UFC and stuff. Um, to see that person that you got in there grinded with, no matter if you were yeah, sucked or if sure. they're good, for sure, keep achieving these and surpassing these goals. You, it's hard to explain, but it's well, just that's like why I'll always, I mean, whether it's eight thirty in the morning, I'm, I'm telling my private client to be still for a second. I got to watch Danger Fight. Yeah. Or I got to watch Dustin fight. Yeah. I, whatever we're doing, we were at a wedding one time, and my wife saw me off to the side, and I'm watching it on. Uh, I was at Matt Schnell's wedding reception, and he did the same thing. We watched Dustin <laughs> fight. Yeah. So there's certain people yeah. that I'm always going to watch fight. Another guy I'm a fan of, uh, I don't even think he knows this. I see him at all the fights. I talk to him all the time. Kurt Hollibaugh, I love how he fights. Uh, he fights for the XFC. I will find a way to watch his fight. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I'll watch the fight. I've watched a fight in a movie theater before while my kids are watching a movie. I'm watching I watched it at dance recital. I watched Danger Fight. It was one of the midday fights or some shit. I was like, yeah. They're like, what are you doing? I was like, man, I'm I'm always going to send Danger a text message just degrading him. I always do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Your hair looked terrible. He talked shit on you yesterday. Did you see see his comment? He said, he commented on Instagram. He said, no amount of Photoshop can fix your farmer's tent. Yeah. Look, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I love him, bro. I'll tell you two things. 
two things on this. Number one, when I when we were in, we were going on our first RV trip. We were taking our big big 2019 trip. The truck was breaking down in Longview. Andrea was fighting. We pulled over to watch Andrea's fight. Yeah. The truck is smoking. We think it's on fire, but we're watching that fight. That's the way it goes. It. That's number one. Number two, the first time I ever met Dustin was at one of your fights, and you you built it up, man. You had this guy's the hardest hitting dude in my life. And this guy's oh man, he's in this that, and so I'll, you you introduced me to him. Say, hey, this is my older brother Marshall. Marshall, this is Dustin, and he stuck his hand out, and I said, hello, sir, how you doing? And he said, you're Christian's brother, and I said. Yes, sir. And he said, come here, man. I'm sorry. They give you a big old. <laughs> <laughs> he talks some trash, too. And from then on out, dude. Man, he's hilarious. I, I watch that him fight every time, bro. people don't know is that that is one of funny, funny, funny <laughs> individuals. Yeah. Really? People, yeah. I don't know if, like, he just doesn't do it at certain times or he doesn't want that persona because a lot of people just think he's serious all the time. Yeah. That is a – he's hilarious. He can do every Michael Jackson dance move, too. He's, he's – He's a funny dude, bro. He's a funny. I've never got a chance. I met him in passing years he's ago awesome. when we were we were awesome. in the um. But he's you know. If, he's if he wasn't in, I would still be friends. He's just a, he's he's a, he's a special dude, man. He's a good guy for sure. Well, man, it's been good catching up today. Is there anything? So you you're planning on fighting soon? Yeah. You don't know when or where yet. Well, okay, I do know where. I okay. do know when. Okay. I, it'll be July 23rd for bare knuckle boxing. Okay. Uh, my okay. problem well, is uh, my problem is. <laughs> We're we're still we're still quite a ways away. We're we're trying to find a good opponent. I've 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 asked for a certain a couple guys. Uh, I mean, if Melvin Guillard wants to get it, he can sign a contract. But that'll be good. If if it turns out to be somebody else, I'll be ready for July twenty third. Yeah. Uh, it's something I've always wanted to do: fight a pro boxing match. Uh, you talk about grappling. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to wrestle all Americans anymore. Yeah. You know, for <laughs> fights. Uh, but I would definitely five twos with a minute break. Man, let's get it. Dude, yeah, uh, it's I'm a little right. It's a little bit of superficial, da- <laughs> a little superficial blood damage, but it'll be easier on the knees for sure. Uh, and I, I don't know. I'm excited, man. For the first time, like going back into training in the, in the, in the last few months, like coming back to it, I was on the edge of doing it. They asked me a couple times to do it, and and I just, you know, you get the juices flowing, and you start feeling like, man, I can do this. Mm-hmm. You're starting to feel better. You're starting to get in better shape, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, that know? dude. That. I think it's taken off. I think bare knuckles taken off, and I'm excited about it because yeah. it's what UFC was 20 years ago. Yeah. Everyone's scared of it and talking shit and kind of like you know don't know how to feel about it, and they're not you know it's not in every state yet. That's right. But um, it's a well respected sport because there's you can have people like who maybe don't want to do MMA anymore who are still really great strikers right. yeah, and who I, can get in like leaving and Quentin like holy shit like well, I, see, thought I thought leaving was done I, I thought that was a great thing for I mean even though it didn't go his way yeah. I got much respect for Quentin Henry too, very heavy handed guy uh, and you know he's if you watch him, he's got the mullet. He's yeah. got the sunglasses, yeah. American. Yeah. I mean, to me, like that guy, because he does have the talent to be there too. Like he's primed for that. He's Hell kind yes. of he's kind of like the Sergeant Slaughter of GI Joe. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. But I mean, oh, I think yeah. it's a good look for him. I, love and I it. think. I don't know if he goes back to MMA. I think his weight's better where he is. I, if, if, if I was him, because I'm a fan of his. Anybody from Louisiana, man, I watch him. Me too. I always try to keep keep track of him. I think it's a good sport for him. I, I, you know, he could I, do MMA. Oh, I know he's ready. But for, I think he could make no, money. No, I know he's ready for another bare knuckle fight. We talked about. It. I know he's ready. Yeah. He's calling him out, saying, "Let's do it." Yeah. But and it's excited to hear him. you're getting in that world yeah. because I've met a few people in it already, and um, I see some people transitioning to it, mm-hmm. and that's a whole other fucking ball game, dude. Yeah. And you get the clinch game's different in that yeah. too, which is exciting because if you have MMA experience, I think I think I'm better off suited for that. I yeah. think I'm better off suited for dirty boxing. It you know it depends on who you get matched up. Melvin's obviously going to have you know or guys like that of that caliber. Uh, 
I think there's a lot of guys in there that you'll see that that do well. I will tell you this. The first two minutes, because it is a two-minute round, it looks like a gosh darn firefight. Like, being realistic, I'm, I'm, I'm new coming into this sport. You yeah. know, I've, I've, I've practiced it a long time. I've competed in a sport where you use that. But it's different, and it looks like a firefight for two minutes. And then they try to start boxing a little mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be ready for that, man. I'm excited. I got, I got good guys in my camp. I'll get out and train a little bit. I'll get out to Houston and train with Danger. I'll get up here and train with Brent a little bit, too. Uh, I'll be excited to get back in Shreveport. I get to see my family when I come back up here and yeah, train. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for that, dude. I can't wait. But AKA fights to, tonight. Tonight, man. Mm-hmm. Big fights. Yep, tonight. AJ Fletcher stays undefeated. I know they're fighting a 515 area code, uh, 515 uh, gym guy here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be messing with Brent a little bit. I know he's buddies with them. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but much respect to him. And then Justice, I forget exactly who Justice fight, Justice Lamprez. He's a guy that fights for us. He's like four and three. But he's one of the most fun four and three fighters to watch because oh, he sure. brings yeah, a I've seen fight, several bro. Times. And he's going to hit. He's not a. He's not the most knockout guy, but I mean, he's. It's every fight he has is bloody. Yeah, I like it. I like a style. Watch. I like yeah, a style. I love watch. style. It's gonna be a stack card, man. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, and dude, I can't. I just like I said. I, I'm I'm glad to be here. Glad to see you because yes. we haven't called up in years. And Marshall, you know I love you, and we, hey, we get to see each other here. all the time. Sometimes yeah. you're probably tired of seeing me, but <laughs> but I'm glad for for us to be able to come together and talk about all this because it's been needing to happen. That's right, man. And um, man, any last thoughts? Any any plugs besides? We hope to see you fight July. Was it 23rd? July, July 23rd, Brandonkel. I just want to say May 8th. I'll be testing for sixth degree, and then for those guys that are not in the in the whole you know Taekwondo game. It's been a long time coming. I'm old and fat, but I'm going to get out there and do my best. But I do want to say that I'm uh, 110% proud of you, my friend, for keeping this going. Yeah, it's been and going I, for a while, man. I appreciate and, it, man. And I am proud of my brother. I tell you, I don't I don't say this a lot. I love him. He's a world-class martial artist, a world-class uncle, world-class brother-in-law. Oh, I appreciate and, uh, it. Brother, I'm still, I'm still mama's favorite son, <laughs> but uh, I'm proud of what you do, man. And uh, we ought to do this again one day for sure. I, I, like I said, I appreciate you having me. Hell yeah, uh, dude. We're, we're up here for fights, and it's good to be able to come talk about fights and guys that I've been around. But, uh, man, I'm proud of you too, man. I, I, it is one of those things that, I, honestly, to be tell you the truth, you did for leave you alone. Podcasting is definitely something I, 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 I thought about doing. So much respect for you for going out mm-hmm. there and getting yeah, it done it, and Thanks. keeping it going because yeah. it's hard. It's work. It's a lot more work than so, what people think yeah, that people it don't is. people don't realize. No, yeah, they don't is, realize it's it. Gonna, it takes about four hours after get done with this to do everything else before it gets that. You know that, what I mean? It's just, it's just right. time, man. But, but if but you enjoy it and you're, that's good, we have good people like you that's right, sharing man. information that people give a shit about, you that's know right. what I mean? That's all I care about. When do we get Frequency Interrupted? I'm working on that, man. Okay. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I'm going to send every – Past guests, some some shirts and shit. I'm working on that. Okay. Man. This this thing makes no money yet. So what do you want? So uh, dude, I'm on everything. I mean, you can you can everyone can listen to this on um, everything. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, um, YouTube, Facebook. So it's on everything. But we'll, we'll get it out soon. And um, well, I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, thank you all for coming here. Everyone, please subscribe to the podcast.